Tuesday, September 6th, 2018. Got some sad news for you guys. Got a great podcast coming up. Uh, unfortunately, today, American hero Burt Reynolds has passed away at 82. Um, I'd like to dedicate a little segment to him. Um... Real sad news. He was in some great movies. You know, uh, my favorite of his was The Longest Yard. Um, everybody in my family has Smoking Bandit on the brain today. So, uh, I'd like to dedicate this podcast to uh, uh, Burt Reynolds and say thank you for being a great American, Burt. Alright, um, just to dig into it, uh, we got some interesting questions today. Um, was visiting the Reddit feed. I just want to let you guys know, uh, right now, as you know, I've revamped the podcast and, uh, renamed it. I would like to clear some things up. Our subreddit is still waiting verification from Reddit. It's going to be Ask Dustin Danzer subreddit. And, uh, you could always email your questions into DustinDanzerPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, today, our first question comes from uh, Lorenz Hasselman, uh, and she has to ask, let's take a look, Lorenz Hasselman, my roommate is trying to poison me. Hi Reddit, I just moved into a new apartment, four people, four rooms, a small kitchen, and a small bathroom, and currently I'm alone with one girl since the other roommates are in vacation at the moment. When I moved in, I realized that the girl had a crush on me, but I didn't do anything with it since I have a girlfriend I'm absolutely happy with. My girlfriend came for a visit for two weeks, three days, uh, two weeks ago and th three days, and since then my roommate is behaving super shitty. Nothing too bad about it. I just told myself she might be jelly or pissed. Now yesterday I found my tomato mash jar uh, freshly bought one day ago that is stored in the shared fridge to smell like nail polish remover. Still, I didn't think much about it. Kicked it in the bin and ate Avar instead. Now today I opened the fridge and the Avar gel smells exactly the same way. It's a super distinct smell. Everybody recognizes it the same. Asking for advice on what to do. Uh, and that was Lorenz Hasselman. Okay, now, I, in my experience, have run into some real shady women who will do some real crazy things. You got women who will lie and say that they've been raped. You got women like uh, that Lorena Bobbitt cutting off men's penises and throwing them in fields. And then you got women like that Jody Arias. You, you know, sometimes they're often real beautiful women, but, you know, just uh, the lights are on, but nobody's home, if you know what I mean. So this isn't something you want to fuck with. Now, you've obviously showed it to somebody to confirm that it uh, does smell like nail polish remover. You don't want to mess with the situation. 
Now, I don't know if this is a, a college setup or if you guys are just adults sharing a place, but you can't just hope that every time you're going to catch whatever the hell she's putting in there. Maybe she's putting nothing in there, but, you know, what I would do is I would convene your roommates together or even just your closest one or two and bring it up to them. You know, it sounds like you got somebody to smell it and check it out. And then, depending on the dynamics of the situation, you might... You know, you might want to bring it up to her and ask her, Hey, are you trying to poison me? Um, there's a chance you're just being paranoid, but obviously if she's crazy enough to have you considering that she might freaking poison you, then that's not a situation you want to stick in. You know, I would bring it up and try and see if you can get the other people to want her to move out, or maybe get her to move out, or maybe just find your own damn place. Or find some other roommates that you don't got to worry about freaking poisoning your ass. Now, that's the best I, best advice I have for this situation. Sometimes these women are so crazy you can't really bring shit up to this. Bring shit up like this to them. Or they'll, you know, hit you or something. But, you know, when somebody is crazy like that, you don't, you don't want to take the chances that one of these days... You're going to be microwaving your old Chinese food, and the, she's going to slip some rice in or something in there. You don't know. There's a lot of unstable people, and you wouldn't be the first guy to die like this. Anyways, sounds like a tough situation, so uh, Lorenz Hasselman, I wish the be best of luck to you, and uh, I hope that you uh, get this, you know, settled and... You find a way to not be poisoned. Alright, on my first point, I would like to uh, do a little Burt Reynolds talk. You know, Burt Reynolds was... He was a special guy to me in that I, I liked his acting. He was a good-looking guy. And he was sexually active in the, in the community. It meant a lot to me, though, that... You know, I came of age in the 2000s, and that's when I started speaking to women and for everybody who has been dating in that time period you know that being a hairy guy it puts you at a disadvantage hairy men have not been sexy since what 1978 but one day i was really down on it and i stumbled across an old meme of uh hairy old bert laying on a bear rug uh and he was just covered in fur and I'm going to try and get that picture up right right now. Um, it meant a lot to me. Because it showed me that as a hairy American, I could possibly be sexy too. I can stop plucking my chest hairs. I can stop veeding my treasure trail. I didn't have to thin out my Hanukkah bush to appeal to women. And that meant a lot to me. And I'd like to say thank you, Bert. Thank you, Burt Reynolds, for showing America, and frankly the world, that being hairy can be sexy. You know, I'd like to uh, dedicate a little uh, improvisational song to Burt. Sexy in your hair 
take a quick break. Um, I have this neighbor who is a lesbian lady, sweet lady, but one thing is her dogs are her children, and she has a lot of children. So sometimes I'll be filming my video, we're trying to take a nap, and she's just out there screaming at the top of her lungs at these dogs. And you know, I'm this is America. All the power to you. You want to be a lesbian and have 15 dogs? That's great. But if it's coming over from a half an acre away and I can hear it in my videos, then it's a problem. You're infringing on my American rights. Anyways, another thing I want to bring up is the, I see it in a lot of your questions, is the, I call it the pussification of the American man. And frankly, the American woman. You know, everybody's so angry about getting their feelings hurt. You can't say a word without worrying about triggering somebody. You know, I'm from the school of thought that if you want to chop your meat off, throw it in the freezer and try and have it surgically implanted into your ass to poop out of, then whatever. Go ahead and do that. You have every right. Our founding fathers died so you can have the freedom to worship and do whatever you want as long as it does not infringe on somebody else, you know, being alive or pursuing their dreams. But, um, I see it in a lot of your questions. You guys are saying things you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't want to do anything that might stand out from everybody else. And... It makes me very grateful to have grown up in the family that I grew up in. See, my grandmother spent a lot of time with us, and she was the sweet one. But everybody else, we were raised to be wolves. You know, for instance, when I wanted to start this podcast, my brother told me, you're stupid, and you're fucking boring, and your podcast sucks. And, you know, anybody else, they ran into that kind of criticism, they'd shut down, and they wouldn't know how to handle it. But, you know, coming from a place where you not only are ready for, but expect people to shit on your dreams and what you're doing, it causes you to have to be strong enough to not just survive that, but punch back. You gotta strike back. You gotta be willing to say, fuck you, this is America, I wanna do what I want to do, and, you know, it's none of your freaking business, and if you don't like it, Frankly, you can go fuck yourself. That's the biggest piece of advice I can tell you is if you're doing something that you love and you want to do and somebody else has a problem with it, then fuck them. You know? Another thing is uh, it's nobody else's business what somebody else thinks about you. So if somebody else thinks you're a bag of shit and you're talentless, you're a no-talent whore, to quote Alec Baldwin, a new talent whore, then fuck them. You know what I mean? You know, you can't be one of these people too timid to try something they want to do and fucking wondering why you're stuck at some dead-end job or not even enjoying the things you want to do because you're frankly just a pussy. So I want to see if I was the president of the United States... Or if I was the first lady of the United States, my calling, my mission would be de-pussify America's youth. 
depussify the children of the United States. Because children are our future, and if they're a bunch of pussies, our future is going to be a bloody one. You know? Um, well, back to our questions. We have a, a lot of interesting ones today. Um, our next question comes from Slashy Scent. Uh, school got loads of schoolwork to do, but I'm trapped in summer break mindset and thus unproductive as hell and procrastinating. What are your best tips and tricks to break the spell of unproductivity? Okay, first of all, I'd like to point out that school, especially for, for you, Slashy Scent, is important. Because if you start a freaking sentence that says, School got loads of schoolwork to do, but I'm trapped in the summer break, then... You obviously need to read a freaking book because that's redundant on so many levels and you're probably too dumb to realize what that word means. So go ahead, look it up. Redundant. Um, second of all, there is some value in this question behind your shitty syntax and grammar. Um, you know, the best thing I can recommend is to actually make a list of the things you need to do. You go to school you get yourself first of all a little day planner if it's something a small one from the Dollar Tree or Walmart or a big leather bound one it doesn't matter you make a list of the things you need to get done and you just start doing you know crossing them out getting that shit done so if um, you gotta go to work after school from 4 to 8 and you gotta be in bed by 12 then from 8 to 12, you need to knock out, you know, I'm getting my English, I'm getting my uh, social studies done, I'm getting my, you know, foreign language done. And really, school is like anything else. You know, it, you may not see the value in what you're taking, but there is value in it. Because you need to work towards putting yourself in a position where you're valuable to the people you want to be valuable to. That's a huge uh, mistake I made. I went to junior college after slacking off in high school and I uh, wasted my intelligence on just partying. You, first of all, need to make a decision to yourself that this is important and then find a way to get it done. So make that list and you just do it every day. There is no substitution for it you gotta you gotta set a time where you make up where you wake up every day and this might be one of the harder parts for people especially coming out of a summer break is finding a routine your routine is the vehicle for your success so you need to make sure that you're getting to bed so you're rested you're um waking up at a time that gives you time to get ready, get the things done you need to get done, resting enough for all your uh, responsibilities, whether it's school and work, or any combination of these. If you have kids, the more responsibilities you have, the more organizing your routine and developing a routine is important. And a lot of it is momentum. 
you need to build up a momentum. So it's going to be hard if you're stuck doing nothing every day to just get started. But really, those first steps are the most important. You know, there is a... Let me look it up right here. There's a great book. It's called The War of Art. Not... I know The Art of War is a book, too. I have read it. But... Uh, the War of Art, basically, is a book that talks about the difficulty of getting started. So, the author is Stephen Pressfield, and it, it's not so much a self-help book as it is a... It teaches you to improve yourself, and it talks about resistance. And resistance is essentially just the force that keeps you from being productive and the lack of momentum you experience when you're not doing something. And anytime you have a worthwhile goal, you feel this resistance. And, you know, the more you work towards it, the less you feel it. So I would recommend either getting the audiobook, going to the library, going on Amazon and buying it, but The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And he's a qualified guy. He knows what he's talking about. He was in the Marine Corps. Uh, he was a writer that worked for uh, major major motion pictures, uh, worked writing several uh, self-help books and personal development books. So I'd recommend getting something like that and just learning to build a routine and discipline yourself. Write down what you want, where you want to be in the short term and long term, and then the things you need to do every day to get closer to that and do something every day to do that like I started my uh, this summer I went from my you know working a day job and you know hating it and hopefully having enough energy and time to work on my music and my art but at one point I was like you know fuck this this isn't me I want to be my own boss I want to be creative so I saved up I studied, I bought myself uh, a professional photography set and everything I needed. I picked up some jobs where I can learn and work with other photographers. I read books, I went to the library, and you know, I had to save up a couple of grand to buy the equipment, but it was worth it. And now I'm making money doing that. I've always wanted to start a podcast, and I took the one that I started with uh, the Troubadour podcast with Bra and Fish. And that was me and my friend Aaron. We called him Bra and they called me Fish. And I took what I learned from that and I applied it to this. I learned that I couldn't rely on other people, so I had to get started doing what I needed to do and relying on myself. Because, you know, people will be there to help you, but. You know, ultimately, you're going to need to help yourself. And it's all about finding out where you want to be, what you need to do to get there, and solving any problems that come along the way. Because there will be problems, and if you don't like what you're doing, you're going to hate solving the problem. My next question comes from throwaway111 something something something. Um... My family mom is working 
day and night and my dad is not working and gambling with my mom's money. How can I help my mother? I am 14, I got a job and worked for takeaway, whatever that means, but I, rarely, I barely make enough to buy myself lunch every week. I have tried to cut down on expenses by making my own lunches, but that only frees up five to ten bucks where I live. My mother works from home nine to five doing, uh, doing making food. You guys really need to read these questions before you submit them, but, and from five to one working another job. When she comes back from the home, sometimes I hear her working until 4 to 5 a.m. And my dad is very a very lazy man who refuses to get a job. His so-called job is betting on horses and gambling by playing the lottery. He gets the money to do all of these things from my mom. Now here is the scary part. My family is getting evicted from our home due to a new owner buying the property. So we are at... A financial crossroads. My dad still refuses to get a job and I'm trying to work hard in school. Okay. You know, I really feel for you. Um, about five years ago, I took care of my disabled grandmother who I lived with since I was eight. Uh, me and my dad, who is also, my father was disabled, basically had a full-time job of taking care of the house, taking care of her, and I would struggle to go to work and to school. Obviously, that situation wasn't with somebody just taking advantage of us. But, you know, this is a tough situation. And it's going to take some strength. And unfortunately, you're not 18. So, not there's only so much you can do. You can't make decisions for your mother. You can't make decisions for your father. So, what I would recommend, I know you love your family. Because you wouldn't be asking this question if you didn't love your family. But if... Basically, your mother needs to make a decision between enabling your father to keep doing this and at the cost of her kids and her family and herself or telling him to he needs to get out. And, you know, that's a scary thing. And I know you love this person, and I've come from a situation that's similar to this. You, you need to have a talk with your mother, and you need to tell her that she needs to make the tough decision of getting him out. And really, any, if you love him, you'll do this. Because if he's not trying to get any help for his, you know, gambling addiction, essentially, then he is full-on taking advantage of you guys without remorse and even if he is trying to get help you still need to put up this boundary that that is a tough situation so you have you have a talk with your mother you tell her that it's going to keep dragging her down and it will drag you down and that she needs to do something and then you see if she does that if she doesn't kick him out or, and force him to get help, then he won't get help. And it will ruin everybody else's life. And then who's going to take care of your dad when you guys are in the gutter? When, he, when he's drug your mother and you into the gutter, there will be no one to take care of him. And, you know, you can only help people if you're around to help them. So, you help yourself first. Um, 
if your mother refuses to do any of that, kicking him out until he's gotten help and has been clean from gambling for a year, then you need to start making some decisions yourself because school is so important, especially, especially before you go to college, you're doing things, you're basically deciding what kind of options you're going to have for the rest of your life. Now, if you're in the kind of situation where your mother won't do this for her family, I'm not trying to blame her, but if she won't kick them out and force them to get help and be clean for a while, then you need to possibly go talk to somebody. Maybe if you have grandparents or an aunt or, or an uncle that will let you stay with them while you go to school. Because you got to look out for yourself because, you know, no one will be there to take care of them once they... Once she burns, or he burns all his bridges and runs your mother into the ground, and he'll run you into the ground if you let him, then he's going to be just as screwed, and you will have wished you did this sooner. So you go talk, see if you could stay with somebody until you finish school or until your dad gets help, and you focus on your school. If you got to get a job, you get a job, but that money should be going primarily to you, or to helping the family which helps you. And that's not helping the family. That is enabling an addict. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I really wished I had done is put myself first. I had to lose. We lost our family house. And then I got kicked out of the place I went after that. And would have been homeless if my best friend's family didn't take me in. And after years of making these decisions that I thought were the right ones... And helping everybody else over me I got to the point where I couldn't help anybody and they were screwed anyways and I was five years older without any college education and now I had all these responsibilities like having to find a, a place to live in the most expensive home market in the world and you know it just really limits your options so yeah, that's a tough situation, but, you know, you got to decide whether to let the tough situation make you tough and make you start having to make these difficult decisions that will help you out and help everybody else out in the long run, or whether or not you're going to be another person that lets somebody run them down until they're no good to anybody, including themselves. You know, uh, just focus on yourself. For a while there's nothing wrong with that that's not selfish um so my last question our last question for today comes from saintly bean 12 saintly bean 12 best way to move on from heartbreak question mark now it's funny because hearing a real problem juxtaposed against something so trivial and small as a breakup it just really puts things in perspective but this goes back to what I had said earlier I don't mean to offend anybody but in the most direct frank way I can say possible there are a lot of pussies out there who need to be depussified you can't be a wimp your whole life now, everybody falls in love 
everybody loves and everybody gets their heart broken and it's not always your fault um but you gotta and you know pain is part of the game and the more pain you can take and move on from the more successful you'll be and the best thing i could say is if you're in a situation i don't know if this is romantic or some sort of other relationship wise but Never put yourself in a situation where somebody is breaking your heart a second and a third time. Because they'll do it a third and a fourth. Then a fourth and a fifth. So you need to make a decision that this person has done this to me or to themselves or whatever. They have caused me to feel this. They won't change or can't change. So right now I'm making the decision to, making the decision to cut ties with them. And a lot of people make the mistake, especially in romantic relationships, of saying, oh no, it's going to be different this time, or they're not going to do it, or they're changing. The way, the way it is, is people hardly ever change when they're putting all of their energy, effort, and wisdom into it. It's hard to change when you're doing everything you can to change. So if you're barely doing anything or nothing at all to change, you certainly won't. And, you know, you can't expect that from somebody, you know? And you need to make a time, but set a goal. Because a goal is not a goal if you don't put a deadline on it. It's just a wish. So you need to have a time when you want this goal done. And your goal is not feeling like this again. Not letting this person do this to you again. And you, you cut ties. You tell them to stop contacting you. You block their number if you have to. You block their Instagram, their Facebook if you have to. And you follow through with it. A lot of people want to say, oh, I want to be friends with this person. But then it just causes more heartbreak in their life. Because they can't... You can't fix somebody who's not doing everything they can to be fixed. And, you know, if you let somebody do it to you, a second and a third, or a third and a fourth, and so on and so on. It's just going to keep happening and you're going to normalize this chaos and it's going to make you a worse person. But if you go through that heartbreak and you set up these boundaries, you'll be a stronger person. I promise you. That's just like your spirit and your heart are like a muscle. And the more you use it, yeah, it, it's going to hurt. Pain is part of the game. The more it hurts, you'll know in your heart that you're doing the right thing deep down because you've made that decision ahead of time and you decide to stick through it. And that pain, uh, it gives birth to strength and you lose that weakness. And if you decide to tolerate somebody doing that to you, you normalize it and it makes you weaker and it makes you confused. And... You might say, oh, it's just my relationship, but that will impact your work, your school, your career, your other relationships if you let it. You know, maybe you do this and that person does end up changing and they've gotten better and they've been like that for some time, you know, six months, a year, two years. I don't know. It all depends on the situation, but then maybe you can decide, oh, are we meant to be together? But you want to make that break and you want to stick to it. You want to back your play.
and something better will come out of it. What You need to make that decision, write down a time, because remember, a goal is not a goal if you don't have a deadline, it's just a wish, and then you, uh, you back that play, you back your own play. Uh, you can't expect uh, a team that doesn't listen to its quarterback to uh, win a game. You can't listen to, uh, you know, a freaking military that doesn't listen to its commanders to succeed. So if you're not listening to yourself, then you're not going to succeed either. Alright, um, I would like to plug our sponsor, um, Soren. Soren USA makes some of the best vapes out there. I would uh, go onto your computer and go to SorenUSA.com and uh, order them. They, they come in all different colors. You can get red, blue, dark blue, metallic. This one has like a, a mother of pearl uh, finish. You go to SorenUSA.com and go ahead and order it. Yep. And that is, okay, Soren USA. They make the best vapes out there. Um, very affordable. A couple of different designs. You can get any color. This is my favorite one. It's got sort of the mother of pearl texture. It changes in the light. Um, you know, they have huge tanks that can fill any kind of nicotine uh, oil you want. They're, they're just great. The battery lasts a long time. Um, so yeah, go to Sorin USA, that is S-U-O-R-I-N-U-S-A.com and order it today. All right. Today, I would like to, uh, play our national anthem, as is a custom with uh, our podcast, and I would like to encourage everybody listening who can to stand and put your hand over your heart. Of course, I can't stand, it'll crop me out, but, uh... Okay, as is a custom with the Dustin Dancer podcast, I would uh, like to go out and encourage you to uh, hit the subscribe button um, and subscribe to our videos. I'm trying to get these out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, maybe with some extras every once in a while. Um, go ahead and keep an eye out for the Dustin Dancer podcast. That's Dustin Dancer podcast dot wordpress.com or uh we are also waiting for our subreddit ask dustin danzer to get started if you have any questions you can keep an eye out for our subreddit or send your questions to our email 
Dustin Danzer podcast at gmail.com. Um, so we should have our next podcast coming out on Friday. I'm going to hit you guys with some extras this week. And um, go ahead, ask your questions. And as is our custom, I am going to go out on this great nation's national anthem. I like to ask everybody listening who can to stand up, put your hand over your heart. I won't be standing uh, because Big Papa can't stand because he'll get cropped out of the shot. Here goes. I love you, America. Stay frosty.